We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 42 points for Brunson. So the Knicks will go to 11-7. and seven. Visit the Raptors tomorrow. Pistons will drop to 2-17. and 17. Hayes with a strong second half. 16th consecutive loss for Detroit. Knicks have beat them 13 straight. A little closer than the Knicks had hoped. But they win it 118-112. to 112. Yeah, they'll take it and build on it again tomorrow night. Hey! John Macri leaves me with the doozies, doesn't he? Holy cow. Knicks beat the Pistons, the Chuggin' Pistons, 118 to 112 in a highly competitive, too close for comfort basketball game. The Pistons have now lost 16 games in a row. We were in danger there for a minute, and I know we were all sweating it. We were in danger there for a minute of being on the wrong end of history. So, a lot to process. I don't know about you guys, but there's like a... There's so much frustration built up in my system from that game. And I'm going to use this opportunity, spending time with you all, to decompress. Because at the end of the day, it's a win. And wins are precious. And wins are hard to come by in this league. And you got to bank them. You have to bank them. They're tough games coming up. So no matter how difficult, frustrating, exasperating, to have it in the win column is the most important thing. And we did that so we could take solace in that fact. It was a victory. So I'm going to try my best to be positive, bring some positive energy. I hope you guys do the same. It could be a reciprocal positive energy party in here. There's a lot to talk about, and I'll start. I'll do a pretty brief intro. From the first play of the game, we kind of saw what this was going to be. Julius Randle, God bless him, is in front of Cade Cunningham. Like, this was not a, a breakaway. Like, Julius was there and made a business decision on a guy who doesn't dunk to concede a layup on a fast break to open the ball game. That's what you call tone setting in the wrong direction. What you want to do against a team that is as miserable and as lacking in confidence as that Pistons team is, is you want to come out and stomp them from the tip. I guarantee you that was the message in the locker room. On any level of basketball, if you've played on any level, when you play a team that is struggling, that is 
doesn't even want to be there sometimes. I mean, you see the reporting around this team right now and the, the, the state of the fandom. It's a disaster in Detroit. Disaster. They're trying to win games this year. They've lost 15 in a row. What you have to do is step on them. And from the first play of the game, you decided to concede an open layup instead of contesting it. And I'm telling you, it wasn't that hard to contest for Julius. He was there. Statement made. Tone set. There it is. And all the Knicks had to do in that first quarter, because I am telling you, I don't think, and I, you and I both, all of us here, have seen a lot of bad basketball in our lives, more than we deserve. We have seen quarters of hell, abysmal, abysmal play over the course of, for me, about 20 years of fandom, 25 years, for some of you more. We've seen some really awful basketball played. That first quarter from the Pistons ranks up there with some of the worst basketball I have ever watched. They were literally handing the Knicks the basketball. There was no pressure. <laughs> there, there were, these were not forced turnovers. There were a couple of plays where they literally just dropped the ball. All the Knicks had to do was play six minutes of serious basketball at any point in that quarter, and they're up 20. They're up 20. And they couldn't be bothered. And it started on that first play. It started on that first play. And from there, there were just stints of unserious basketball. Jalen Brunson, God bless him. We'll talk about the positives because holy cow. <laughs> uh, talk about this guy might be one of the best shooters in the league right now. Top five in the league. A guy who didn't shoot pull-up threes two years ago. However, Sasser comes in the game. He's a shooter. He came out of college as a shooter. And Brunson couldn't be bothered to close out on him. Got him hot. All of a sudden, he's got confidence. Like, that's the last thing you want to give this team. Couldn't be bothered to close out. And that's not just Brunson. Josh Hart in the first quarter. Couldn't be bothered. Emmanuel Quickly's defense. RJ Barrett's defense was a train wreck all game. Couldn't be bothered to play six minutes of serious basketball and send that team home. That's a shame. It's a shame because we have a tough game tomorrow night. Detroit was coming off a back to back. We're on a back to back. We're heading now to play. To, we're going to play Toronto tomorrow night, who, by the way, has found something. They're playing pretty good basketball, and they're a tough matchup for a lot of reasons we can get into over the course of tonight. I'm really interested to see how the Knicks play, but hell, it's going to be a tough game. And, I mean, you look at the minutes totals now. Brunson played 40 minutes tonight. Julius played 38. Luckily, Barrett only played 24 because he wasn't very good. Grimes only played 16. Your bench guys, whatever, they got up to 20. That's fine. But, like, your two main guys played a gazillion minutes in a game that they should not have. Not the end of the world. Now I'm going to try to spin it. Because he got the job done. And how did you get the job done? It felt like the adults came in the room. Like, I love RJ. I love IQ. I love Quentin Grimes. They didn't play serious basketball tonight. They just didn't. On either end. Grimes had some decent possessions on Cade, but did Cade really feel him? I mean, Cade had a night. Cade was great. That's Grimes' assignment. He had a couple of really good possessions. He's just not, he's not playing at the same level right now. Um, it, it's, uh, it's there. The Knicks are got to work through it because Quentin Grimes is, is, is becoming a problem. Get another scoreless night tonight. Can't have that. IQ had maybe his worst game of the season or one of two. He had one other clunker over the course of the year. Just couldn't get anything on the offensive end. Just wasn't making himself felt on the defensive end. I thought RJ was a mess defensively. As I mentioned, those guys like just weren't serious tonight. The adults came in the room at the end of the game. You got the Villanova boys in. And Randall, who, as I, I've, already, I've already said my piece on the critical side, and he deserves it, and we know he deserves it. It's not, this is not new. That said, close the game. 
Brunson was exhausted, I think, by the end. Randall, no one on that team could guard him, and he knew it. And he did what he wanted at the end of the game to close it and send him away. And that, in the end of the day, that's what they had to do. They won the game. I'm talking it out with you guys. I'm frustrated by that whole performance, and yet we know eventually Detroit's going to beat a team. And it wasn't us. And that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing. And, and upsets happened across the league tonight. Across the league, there were some crazy results tonight. It was in the water. I mean, well, what do we have? Oh, yeah, the Hornets beat the Nets tonight. The Blazers beat the Cavs tonight. So it, it can happen. And the Knicks, in general, have taken care of business, not only beating the bad teams, but really taking care of business, like destroying them. Tonight was their first like real nail-biter against the bad team, but this was a different level. And the only reason I'm really frustrated, because generally I am someone who would get on here after beating a bad team and say, hey, NBA players, sometimes they play well. Sometimes they play well, and you just got to win the game. I generally come on here and say that after a game like that. But this Pistons team in that first quarter that I watched, they stink. And they stunk tonight until the Knicks allowed them to gain the confidence they needed to smell a win after almost a month of not winning. Yeah, they're going to they're going to they're going to go all out. And it got it got scary for a minute there. But job done. Job done. All right. That's all I got as an intro. I want to talk it out with you guys. I got Andrew Claudio, the great Andrew Claudio, on the ones and twos. Look, feeling better? Feeling a lot better, Benji. And I'm, I'm specifically talking about that basketball game. What everything else I've got going on in my internal system, uh, yeah. it's a work in progress. But uh, I, I think you nailed it. Like it wasn't, a, it wasn't pretty, but mission accomplished at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Mac leaves me with these amazing games to, to, to go out. You know, like it's, it's something, but it's Hey, special. you got a W this time. Benji, the curse is broken, sir. I'm sitting there and I'm like, please don't make me go on after this. After we lose this game, please don't do this mm-hmm. to me. So, so you saw the analogy. You to, thank you. To you Jaylen saw the Brunson. analogy I played in our, in our KFS group chat, right? That cause you play slow, slow pitch softball. Yeah. yeah. Like, so for those who don't know, when you play in like those adult leagues throughout the week, like if you play, it, it's 10 per team, right? Four outfielders. If you play a team that only has eight players, they are allowed to play you, but they get two automatic outs in their lineup. <laughs> so this felt like playing a team with two automatic outs in their lineup, but you still had to beat them. You still had to show up and hit and not take them lightly. And it felt like the Knicks knew in the first half like, hey, we got two outs to play with. Like, we don't have to take this seriously. And then suddenly yeah. they were trailing in the last couple innings. And they're like, all right, let's... Like, you say the adults came in the room. Uh, have you seen the movie The Town? Yes. Okay, this was the not fucking around crew. Is yes. what I would call it. So that's, that's the direction. It was. That's audio it, was. it was. But that said, and like, it's not... Like, those guys all stunk in the first half other than Brunson. Mm-hmm. Vincenzo was bad, had no impact in the first half. Hart was bad, had no impact in the first half. Didn't make them feel... Like, but yeah. You brought him in at the end. They knew it had to be done. They got the job done. And but it was. I know just- you pay attention to the lineup data, and like Fred talks about how Tibbs pays attention to it. That Nova lineup with Randall and Mitch is what succeeded in those two games that Grimes missed. And I wonder if that's going to become a bit of a death lineup uh, for for the Knicks. That it's it when quickly doesn't have it at least. Right, right. The concern is that again, you know, it's the it's kind of, it could be a crutch lineup for Tibbs. Right. True. Because true. Because of this, because of what you just saw, because because they they know what needs to be done. And Tibbs loves those guys. And I think quickly sometimes can get a bit loose. And RJ sometimes isn't locked in. And those guys will be locked in for the most part. But you don't want to happen is he gets too reliant. Now IQ's playing even less than he's already playing. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it was. They showed you it's a well-trained group. Like that Nova group just knows what has to get done when it's got to get done. Like DiVincenzo's defense on Cade there to close the game, he was all over him the last six minutes. And I don't know why it took so long for the Knicks to figure out that like you got to get physical with him, got to force him to give up the ball, got to deny him the ball. Like they don't have much else there going for him, but it did. And DiVincenzo came in and said, enough is enough and pressured the ball was all over him, forced to travel, um, forced an offensive foul. Like, you know, that's, that's what those guys do. And it was, it was good to see that. And and that Nova lineup is can be effective, and I think will be a weapon for the team going forward. 
Yeah, he's been going to a in the late second, like once he subs RJ out finally. Right. He goes with the Nova lineup with when he brings Mitch back in. So look, I'm curious to see how often he uses it. I hope it's only on nights where Emmanuel quickly is this, because quickly I think can earn his playing time. And tonight I I, I agreed with the decision to go with that. But I think I speak on behalf of both of us. We all need to take a, a big inhale, <laughs> exhale, take a deep breath. And let, let's cleanse our palate. Let's let's. let's, let's we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have healthy fun. and have a healthy dose of AG One. Oh, oh I mean, I, 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 <laughs> what's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about AG One. Going into this season, I decided it was time to make a change. My digestion didn't feel its best. I felt sluggish, stressed, didn't feel as focused, and knew I needed to do something different. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, and I hated taking pills or vitamins. Well, when I started drinking AG1 daily, not only could I see a difference in my daily health, but I finally had energy and noticed how much more relaxed and focused I was. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, such as gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to evaluate your baseline health. Fun fact, I recommended AG1 to all my friends, family, and Mrs. Claudio. We drink AG1 first thing in the morning to make sure we have the energy needed to take on a busy day. There's no debate, AG1 AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash filmschool. That's drink. That's drinkag1.com slash filmschool. Check it out. So what do we want to make the drinking game tonight, Benji? Anytime someone mentions Grimes, because I think that's going to come up a lot. tonight. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I don't know if I can handle that. Sure. <laughs> I got Anytime my I got my, Grimes. my Hooper mug here. Oh, there you go. We'll both drink to that. There you go. So we could drink together, although it's just hot water in here. But listen, cheers. whatever we're using. OK, so anytime someone mentions Grimes, we'll we'll talk about it. Do you want to? Get I mean, you mentioned he's becoming a problem. Do you want to, before we get to the Super Chats, mention what kind of problem you think it is? I think he is in his own head at this point. Um, you know, last year he managed, despite being in the same role, he managed to find a consistent output of performance of shooting, of beating closeouts and making plays and all of a sudden, and it's hard to pinpoint exactly why other than maybe he wants more. Um, maybe he's just frustrated with, with the role at this point and he's having a harder time accepting it. I don't know. It's, you know, I'm not inside his head. I don't know the reason, but he's just playing very unsure. I mean, some of the decisions he's making, he tried to, he tried to do the space jam dunk. I saw that, yeah. But he doesn't, but he can't stretch out his arm. Like what like what was like there were four guys there. What was he trying to what like in, in the last game, it was a layup. He drove twice. He got blocked on one and he threw a lob to Mitch that Mitch hadn't didn't even jump for, almost went out of bounds. Every drive right now is like an adventure. He just has no idea where it's gonna go. Like he's just not letting the game come to him. And I and I think. The reason he's not is because it's hard to let the game come to you when it almost never comes to you. Hmm. I mean, we this is what we talked about all offseason. Like, are they going to be able to get him more involved? And now that... The answer is no. Well, the, the rise of IQ, DiVincenzo fitting in perfectly when he takes his spot. Now it's... Yeah, yeah look, you wonder. Look, so. Now you have two... You have two games where DiVincenzo with that starting unit, although this time it was Hart instead of RJ, just look better, fit the role better, gets himself more involved, go get, you know, goes and, and makes, he, he, he makes the game feel him, as Tibbs likes to say. Like, he just makes an impact no matter what. And Grimes has not done that this year. And I said from the beginning, 
it's going to be performance-based. There are a lot of guys vying for the same positional minutes. And Tibbs is going to, it's going to be performance-based. So whoever I said from the beginning of the year, you better perform early because you're going to see your minutes go down if you don't perform. And that doesn't help Grimes either. There's a lot of pressure. And he has not, he has not lived up to the expectations this year. I don't know how else to say it. He just he hasn't. I don't think from an organizational standpoint, you give up on it yet. I don't even think you take him out of the starting lineup yet because at this point, they're still winning games. The team is in a good spot. The starting lineup, I don't know. We'll see what the net rating is after a night, but is still performing positively. The bench unit is still a force, and it, you know you you mess that up, you mess up that chemistry. Who knows if you if you start to jigger the rotations around? I don't think you make that move yet, but we're certainly getting to a conversation here. You can't go scoreless, man. You can't you can't have multiple games going scoreless. He hasn't taken a free throw in how long? Like there's crazy stuff going on. Uh, so at some point, you have to sit down and have a real conversation about it. I'm not quite there yet, although I know we will talk about it with many of our fine watchers of uh, KFS tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Who's first? Bring it on. Let's have a good time. Busy. What's up, Busy? Why does RJ hold his follow-through on missed threes? Even after he sees it misses, he just leaves it up there. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that tonight too, Busy. Like, dude, you're embarrassing us. Put your hand down. All right. No, no, no. Um, he does do that confirmed agreed he does leave it up even after he misses I think I I vaguely recall either in Tibbs first year or second year him discussing him holding his follow through as something that they were focusing on or something that he thought was indicative of when RJ is quote grooving his shot so I think there's like actual intention behind it but sometimes he overdoes it and it does not help the transition defense when he is staring at his woefully short three-point shot as it clangs off the rim. Thanks, Busy. Robert Cross, the great, the one and only. Robert, tell, let, me, let, us, let me know what your middle name is. What does the W stand for? Do we know that? If, I, if we don't know that, and Andrew can't tell me, I want Robert to let me know. Hi, Big Thread Benjamin. Scintillating effort tonight. Are you worried about Grimes? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Robert. Uh, we just discussed it uh, at some length. Yes, I'm worried. I am confident that he will find a place on this team. I think he's a good basketball player. I think he has a lot to offer this team. I still believe in the jump shot. I still believe in the jump shot wholeheartedly. I know he hasn't made a bunch. Um, he's just got to find his role and groove and let the game come to him and not overthink it. And defensively, he has seemed smaller this year. I don't know. The bigger guys have just kind of had their way with him at times. I always thought he was better against small, quick guards. I, I, I find he guards Trey Young, for example, as well as anybody in the league. Um, but you can overpower him a bit. And even Cade did at times tonight. Cade's got some good size on him. Um, so he's got to make people feel him more defensively on a more consistent basis. And then he's just got to find a way to get back to himself offensively. I'm not, you know, at this point, we're not asking for him for any kind of leap. I think at this point, we're just hoping he gets back to where he was last season. Right. I mean, that that's all you can really hope for right now is just get back to the player you were, who was a really solid contributor to a really good team. Thank you, Robert. By Robert? the way, oh. by the way, Robert's middle name is William for his grandfather. He wanted to let you know that big third. Robert thing. William Cross. Love that. It's a beautiful name. All right. Fargo Tufo. What's up, Fargo? They say winning is more fun than fun, but this was not fun. <laughs> uh, shout out Chris A. Chris A. Andrew? Anybody? Alex, clarify in the chat. I'm not sure who Chris A is. Uh, no, this was not fun. No. I, here's what was fun about it. Here's the one thing that was really fun was watching Jalen Brunson shoot the basketball. Can we talk about this now? I want to talk about this now. I'm not sure that we have... I have tweeted about it many times. I know DJ has tweeted about it many times. I want to kind of state it for the record here. 
this is like this is this is I'm I'm struggling for words. It is hard to believe. It is unbelievable shooting progression from Jalen Brunson over the course of two years. (laughs) Because I'm telling you guys, he barely shot pull-up threes in Dallas. Barely shot off the dribble threes. Wasn't part of his game. And we are now watching a player who is indisputably Look at the stats. Watch the games. This is one of the best pull-up three-point shooters in basketball. It is borderline automatic. He is ridiculous from distance. They run the high horn set. He's pulling from three feet beyond the line. He's one of the best shooters in the league. Like, wrap that around your minds. He is one of the best shooters in basketball. Add that to all the crazy skill he has inside the arc. Mid-range game, footwork, foul drawing, touch, pump fake, the whole package that we already knew he had. And now add to that that he is one of the best shooters in basketball. Full stop. That is fun to watch. And mind-boggling. Like, how did this happen? I implore you to read Fred Katz's article about it, about what he, what the work regimen is that allows him to develop at this rapid a pace. But it is absurd. Like are you, I'm watching it with my with my jaw hanging open. What is like he is automatic? It's like freaking watching. Ooh, I don't need. It's not snowing, Steph. <laughs> obviously. Luca's shot the hell out of it on pull-ups this year, but like Luca's probably going to come back to earth a little bit based on historical precedent. Could he be the second best pull-up shooter in the league this year? Like, not crazy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't count anything out anymore with this guy. What a ridiculous basketball player. That's fun to watch. That was about it, though. And literally laughing and cackling at some of the first quarter turnovers by the Pistons because it was... Washington Generals BS. Like, what the hell? There was one play where Osar Thompson just dropped the ball and just didn't pick it up. There was another play where I don't even know who it was, tried to throw a full-length pass uh, under the rim, and it almost went in. <laughs> it's like planked off the rim. There were like at least three plays where a guy threw it to the wing, and the guy on the wing was cutting. It just went straight out of bounds. At least three. They had like 15 turnovers in like the first quarter and a half. And the second half was much better. They played well in the second half. They did. They played well in the second half because that's what happens when you give a team like that hope and confidence. But the first quarter was comically bad. That was kind of fun in a sadistic way. Thanks, Fargo. What do we got next there, Andrew? Chris A is someone in the KFS Substack chat. Oh, that, okay. Um, so if you know, you know, is more what Alex means. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. cool. Juanon, the most fascinating name in the KFS world. What does it mean? I don't know. Thank you for the contribution, buddy. It was ugly, but fine by me. Win is a win. Good. I like it. Here's a fun idea for tomorrow's game. If the Raptors win, we drop the lawsuit. And if the Knicks win... They have to trade us OG for Fournier and protected. Uh, that would be a that would be that would add stakes. Who needs an in season tournament when you can bet on uh, lawsuits and trades? Um, to your first point, yeah, I'm trying to get there. I am working it out as we speak. I am trying to get to a place where I can say a win is a win. I, I've stated it. I don't really believe it yet, but I am. I, I agree with you in theory. That a win is a win. It's the most important thing of the night is that they bank the win. I, that is true. I don't mean to, if I haven't been clear about that, then it's that's on me and that's my frustration. The most important thing that happened tonight was the Knicks won a basketball game. After that, boy, do I wish Jalen Brunson had to play 40 minutes. And boy, do I wish that Julius Randle came out with any degree of competitiveness. And boy, do I wish that IQ, Quentin Grimes, R.J. Barrett just played more serious basketball tonight. 
Um, so it's both. But yes, the most important thing is that they won the basketball game. True statement. Thanks, Juanam. Will Oliver. Grimes. Uh, yeah, I noticed this one too, buddy. Grimes did not look pleased when DDV hit a big three. Okay, so let's give him the benefit of the doubt because I noticed that shot too. He was in the background. Oh, you're right. The drink from the Hooper mug. Thanks, AG1. Um, benefit of the doubt. He was sitting there after the three. I think he put three fingers up kind of in a <laughs> not particularly enthusiastic way. Look, he's a human being. He's a young player. Hasn't made his money in the league yet. He's struggling mightily. Ideally, do you put that all aside and celebrate with your teammates when they succeed? Yes. He's a human being. He's struggling. Like, we have no reason to believe that he's been anything other than a really good teammate since he came into the league. Waited his turn. Had a lot of success last year. Has a tough role on this team. The guy who theoretically could replace him was having a great fourth quarter. Is it possible that he was feeling that? Yes. Did it look like he was feeling that? Yes. Do I know that he was feeling that? No. And even if he was feeling that, I would just say he's a human being. And we should have some sympathy for a guy who's trying to figure it out. He's going through it. He's going through it. He's just going through it. And I think incumbent on his teammates, certainly his coaching staff, and hell, the fans to kind of stay with him here. Because he's he's shown he's a good basketball player. And he's important to the organization both as a player with this current iteration of the team and as a piece moving forward, whether it's with this team or without them, right? Like his success is important to the team, no matter what, whether he's on this team long-term or not. So they got to stay with him. We got to stay with him. See if he can turn it around. Thanks, Will Oliver. Robert William Cross is back. Hello again, BTB. Number 11 was stellar tonight. How do you feel about more time with IQ and on with him and IQ on the floor together? I feel great about him and IQ on the floor together. Again, a shout out to Fred Katz who wrote a great article about how successful that pairing has been since Brunson was on this team for the year plus now. Um, I think they work great together. I like the pairing. IQ stunk tonight. Didn't deserve to play any more than he did. So. You know, not tonight, but yes, in general, absolutely, because I believe IQ is maybe the best bench player in the league, and I have full faith in him bouncing back. And I think they should play together a lot, and they do, and they do. And IQ has closed plenty of games already this year, and he'll continue to do so, um, regardless of the performance tonight. Thanks, Robert. Bernard Richardson. Thank God, JB plays basketball for this team. Amen, Bernard Richardson. He's absurd. He, he never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's, again, despite the offensive brilliance tonight, I gave him an A on my grades, not an A plus, because I thought his second quarter defense was pathetic, even though he drew a charge at some point. He, come on, get Sasser off the line. Enough, enough. He never said enough. Um, and so it wasn't like my favorite JB game ever, but on the offensive end, it's like, it's just automatic right now. Let me read out the numbers for a second because they deserve to be read out. 42, six and eight assists, 13 of 24 from the field, seven of 12 from three, nine of 10 from the line, one turnover. I mean, that's the best non-A plus ever, probably. The fact that he never turns the ball over is also remarkable. And by the way, one thing I loved about this game from him is to close it out, what did he do? He, he deferred because Julius had the matchup and had the vibes going. JB was actually, at, JB had, was hanging on 39 points for a while and they were switching the, the Brunson-Julius pick and roll so both had a mismatch. It was JB with Isaiah Stewart, someone he could go at any time. And then it was whoever, maybe Killian Hayes was on, was on Julius. And 
I, instead of just going at, at Stewart, threw the ball into the post to Julius, who got three straight buckets. That's a leader, man. That's a leader. Uh, that, and that's, that's who he is. That's just who he is. Got his 40 in the end anyway. Thank God JB plays basketball for this basketball team. Absolutely true. Sam Garcia. What is up, Sam? Love this effing team. Yes, Sam Garcia. I love him too. You know how you know I love him? Because they can hurt me. They can hurt me. They can frustrate me like the people I... Only the people I love can frustrate me to the degree that this team can frustrate me. Um, that's part of it. That's part of it. That's part of the fun and the... That's part of the joy of being a fan of any team, but this team specifically. They're an easy team to love because these efforts aren't the norm. Right? Like, it's a team that plays really hard almost all the time. They have high standards for themselves. They represent the fan base in a professional manner. They care. They play hard. And to see the first two quarters is just like below. It hurts because like it's not who they are. It's not who we expect them to be. Absolutely. We love them. We love them. Thanks, Sam. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kevin Danishevsky, what's up, KD? W is a W. Agreed. Thank God we have JB. Agreed. I really like that closing lineup. And you know I'm the Grimes guy, but I'm... Militating? For a change. DDV works so well. Give me a second. First of all, shout out AG1. Shout out AG1. Militating. I'm very curious what militating means. It, it threw me off too. Of a fact or circumstance, be a powerful or conclusive factor in preventing. It means to like prevent or to be a factor in preventing. So I'm militating. I'm Kevin, I'm throwing, I'm throwing the challenge flag. I'm throwing the challenge flag. You, you stuck a big word in there and I don't think it's properly used. So I'm throwing the challenge flag and until you can show me that that is correctly used in this sentence. I'm charging you a timeout. You lose the ball and you lose your timeout. 15 yards. First down. At least 15 yards. There you go. <laughs> so he's in the chat right now saying he <laughs> thought it was an ad, uh, a synonym for advocating. Hey, Kevin, say advocating. <laughs> he's not, advocating for a change. Oh, he's advocating for a change. Yeah. Say advocating. That would have worked. <laughs> mil, mil, militating? Good. I'm glad I challenged. I'm glad yes. I challenged. And we've we've sorted that out. Holy cow. Militating. Mm -hmm. By the way, to your... Uh, That's a great AG1 word. Anytime we say... Mil anytime we hear militating Anytime again, militating gets said, we're adding that gets to the said. drinking game. <laughs> okay. Shout out AG1. Uh, speak, speaking of stuff in the water... Uh, Benji, uh, Chicago's up? up seven in overtime against Milwaukee. Oh, hell yeah. So, I'm telling you, something's going on tonight. The Knicks avoided it. Now, Atlanta eventually beat uh, San Antonio by two, but 
that was also a, a two. Yeah, I got nervous call. for a second when I when I first started saying that that there were upsets. I was looking there, and they're like, "Oh no, wait, that went the other way. That went the other way. This is going to be mm-hmm. embarrassing." Thank God there were a couple at the end there that were actual upsets. Um, and Chicago looks like they're going to beat Milwaukee. Wow, how about it? Yeah. Something going on. But that's the thing. Like, the, you know what I mean? Like, I I am someone who is always saying like it's not going to be easy. Often, no matter how like teams have good performances. Like NBA teams, I'm just when I watched that Detroit first quarter, I was like, "That's not an NBA team." Like they're playing like idiots, and we're not. What were we up at the end of the first? Fourteen. It was fourteen at the end of the first, was it actually? They were up fourteen at the end of the and first. I remember. And then it was, and we all the thought half. the Knicks played like a a, a C minus game. Yeah, yeah, and that's and when then X was, day and then it was tied at the half. Us, yeah, X day asked us, "Has that team ever?" Played poorly and lost and won by thirty, and it was, I, mean, I guess we're gonna find out tonight. But so. like honestly, fourteen wasn't enough because I'm telling you, it was the worst quarter of basketball I've ever watched a team play. Mm-hmm. They were handing us the ball. It, it was like, and they were only up fourteen because Brunson was like four for four from three or some nonsense. Anyway, yep, militating. Jesus, Danishevsky, get out of here with that, Anthony six no. What's up, Anthony? Nights like these used to be losses. I'll take the W. Noticing more of the Curry back and forth ball movement to free up Brunson. He constantly evolves to stay ahead of his scouting report. Um, not only did nights like these used to be losses, but we used to be the, the Pistons. <laughs> and like that should never be forgotten. As we talk about how much we love this team and appreciate this team and are grateful for this team. This used to be the reaction of any team that New York played tough. For like a good 13 out of 15 years. Maybe more. 15 out of 17 years. 16 out of 18 years. Whatever. All the years other than the two good mellow years. Whoever played the Knicks, if it was this kind of game and they hung close with them and then they beat them at the end, they were on here complaining about how how they almost lost to the Knicks. That's where we used to be. So, yeah, important perspective. And thank you to Tom Thibodeau and thank you to Julius Randle and thank you to R.J. Barrett. Thank you to Manuel Quickly. Thank you to Alec Burks who was horrendous tonight, but I love him just the same. And honestly, of course he was bad against his favorite team. He loves the Knicks too, because he knows how much I love him. Sorry, to the second point, part of your uh, statement here. Noticing more of the Curry back and forth ball movement to free up Brunson. Um I'm not sure exactly what you're referring to by the curry back and forth ball movement. I will say the Knicks have made some really smart, I think, adjustments, specifically the way they are. They run their high horn set. So for those who don't know, the horn set is just um, Mitch and, and, and Randall. It doesn't have to be Mitch and Randall, but Knicks generally run it with Mitch and Randall uh, screen way up the floor. And so it's kind of like a triangle or like the like horns. Right. And where Brunson's on top and he can kind of he has a lot of optionality and space because they're setting it so high up and he can now walk into those threes. And if a big does come up on him, he can blow by and Mitch is still rolling. So there's just more room to operate. I think that was a really smart adjustment that the Knicks have made this season, taking advantage of Brunson's newfound range and shooting ability um, and allowing him more room to operate generally. And if he goes Randall's way and he gets a switch, well, then Randall might be able to post a switch or whatever. There, there, there's a lot of different options to get out of a very simple set. If you guys ever see um, Tom Thibodeau during a free throw or whatever, go like this. I'm making a triangle with my fingers. He's calling high horns, something just to, for you guys to look out for. Um, and I think they have a, those little... They they run a little get plays, which means that that Brunson will throw it to Randall and get it right back. So maybe that's what you're referring to, Anthony. Um, he he's definitely moving more off ball this year. To your point, you know, I put out a thread, I put out a tweet today demonstrating how he's so often moving off of Randall drives and post ups, relocating his different spots on the floor, 
And when Randall inevitably draws that attention, which he's so good at, he kicks it out and finds Brunson, who relocated. The defender turns around, didn't realize that Brunson moved or relocated, and now Brunson's got a clean three, and he doesn't need much room anymore. Like, it's just cash. So, definitely, um, we've advanced the playbook a bit. Brunson has himself just grown and allowed the Knicks to open up the playbook playbook a bit. Um, but yeah, he is evolving constantly to your point. And the shooting evolution has just been incredible to behold. It's stunning. I don't know if I can properly describe how difficult it is for a guy who's as established an NBA a basketball player as Jalen Brunson is to grow to this extent in a two-year period to become to go from really someone who didn't shoot pull-up threes to one of the best pull-up three shooters in the league in two years in, in, in a year plus. Not even two years, a year plus. Remarkable. Really is remarkable. Thanks, Anthony. Jessica Elsner. What's up, Jessica? No half measures, said Walter White. The whole IQ needs to be on the bench narrative needs to stop. Dirty dancer. No easy games ever, Jessica. Okay, so I got two of the references here. So it's better than your Grateful Dead references, which I never get, which is my fault, to be clear. Walter White from the acclaimed television program Breaking Bad did say no half measures. And it is the case in basketball that there are no half measures. And then no easy games ever, says you. I get that reference. And it's true, although this game should have been an I will state this game should have been an easy game. <laughs> it just should have been. It just should have been. Like I there's nuance in there. Like, yes, a win is a win. And I've it is, it is, it is. Most important thing, win is a win. But you could also look at the performance and say, like, against most teams, that's a loss. Probably a significant loss. Um, and the whole IQ needs to be on the bench narrative, needs to stop from Dirty Dancer. Don't know the reference. I know the movie sort of. Um we have that's dirty dancing dirty dancer is a uh moderator for us here on the youtube as well as a patron that interacts a lot in the um in the discord so why shout did out to you dirty stop dancer. me why I did jumped, you benji you i jumped in a you could have saved me after. a lot of embarrassment if you just when the when the chat first went up. Maybe type it in the chat, Andrew. God, I, like I, Benji, I didn't know that you didn't know that the name of Dirty Dancing was Dirty Dancing, and <laughs> it was you watch the replay later. A second later was when I unmuted. Also, Jessica, you may be right on this, but I'm pretty sure Mike said no half measures, not Walter White, but that may be. Like a clarification, who said it first? <laughs> I know the no half otherwise, measures. Otherwise, I'm crushing it. Wait, yes. So what? What is the whole IQ needs to be on the bench? Or it needs to stop. What am I missing there? I'm assuming that in the live game chat in our Discord, please shout out to our Patreon if you want to join shout our Discord. Um, shout out, yes, Discord. Um, if you want to join us, you just sign up for our Patreon or Mellow tier, and you can live interact with a bunch of Knicks fans throughout a game. Um, you. I'm assuming Dirty Dancer was like the whole IQ needs to be on the bench narrative needs to stop. So I don't know if Jessica was just quoting him in that sense. Who says IQ needs to be on the bench? No. And is it a narrative? I'm being told I'm correct in the chat. Are we referring to the fact that IQ is a bench player? All right. Clarify Jessica. in the chat if you if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, Jessica, you can follow Please. up in the chat. Sorry for butchering your question in like four different ways. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing is the movie where the guy or the girl jumps into the guy's arms. Yep, Patrick Swayze. Sure, Patrick Swayze. Sure, she's sure, sure. having. The my time mom loves that life. movie. I remember as a kid, my mom telling me how great this movie is and watching it, and I was like, I don't know what's happening in this movie. I don't like it. I was like mm-hmm. eight. My dirty wife dancer. and I were gonna reenact here and that after a call, our, dirty dancer. My wife and I were gonna reenact that at at our wedding, but <laughs> she didn't. She didn't think she was strong enough to lift me. Anyway, um, next question. <laughs> that would have been something to behold. All right, Kevin's back, militating. Saw a tweet that said first half was worst half under Tibbs. A self appointed twenty one twenty two Knicks historian 
I can think about a 12 that were worse than Yeah, that is incorrect. It no, 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 no. There was a stretch there in like what was it, January or February or March, where they blew like three straight 20 point leads. The one that's in my mind most clearly was the Nets one, where they were playing the Nets like C squad and like Cam Johnson led like a, a, a 20 point comeback in like the second half, and it was an utter and total collapse of epic proportions. No, no, there were war at Kevin, my militating friend. You are 100% correct that this was not the worst half under Tibbs. Not even close. There were some of the second halves in that 21-22 season that far surpassed this, this first half. And honestly, like some of the halves at the end of that Atlanta series, which were really bad. Um, but nope, Kevin, despite having a tough night so far, uh, this, was a good, this was a good message. You are correct. You are correct to point this out. And that is a horrible job to be the self-appointed 21-22 Knicks historian. That, that might be the worst job description I have seen in a very long time. What a miserable, miserable place to be. That's like being a professor of atrocities. Like you exclusively taught atrocities. You're not a history professor. It's only atrocities. That's what that is, to be a self-appointed 21-22 Knicks historian. And I hope, Kevin, I hope that you can move past that and find something else to do, to be, to accomplish, to become, to strive for. I don't want that for you. Because that season sucked. It was a militating experience. Thanks, Kevin. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.